The Fantasy Basketball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com backslash SGPN. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io backslash SGPN. That's SoBet. Dot io backslash sgpn and of course don't forget to download the sgpn app your home for all of our free picks and podcasts hello and welcome into the fantasy basketball podcast presented by the sports gambling podcast network i am your host justin bruni joining me as always is my co-host Stephen Haman. happy tuesday sir how are we doing Happy Tuesday. We're back. We're back for another week. A little day early, but yes, uh, sir. Yes, sir. we're ready to go. Good stuff. Good stuff. We got uh, March Madness taken off here today and tomorrow. How's your uh, bracket looking? Who's going to take home uh, the big tourney? I, I kind of went chalk here. I like Gonzaga to win it all. I feel like, you know, they came close last year. Um, I think they got Chet Holmgren. I think he's going to be a big factor this year. Um, few sleeper teams, Texas Tech, very good at defense, started the season unranked, and here they are. Uh, I think they're a four seed, um, so I like them to go far. And if Indiana can get out of their uh, playing game, I like them. They play teams tough, just beat a good Illinois team. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm pumped, best time of the year in my opinion. Right on, right on. Uh, any picks that you're taking tonight in college or tomorrow that you can share with our listeners? Any way that uh, our listeners can get a leg up against the books? Ooh, let me think. I would say I like. I think Belmont plays tonight. Uh, Belmont mm-hmm. plus one twenty-five. I think they have a shot over uh, Vanderbilt. Okay, I got you. Look out for that, listeners. Uh, any props you're taking in the NBA before we get started? Uh, I, or, or I think there's. Yeah, I think there's one game that I'm eyeing. It's uh, Phoenix Suns minus four and a half to the Pelicans. Yeah, Suns are on the road, but there's no Brandon Ingram in the game for Mm -hmm. the Pelicans. Um, And really, the only person aside, we knew Chris Paul would be out. Cam Johnson's Mm going to be out for the Suns. But I think they have plenty of firepower to cover four and a half. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Especially, especially up against a de- depleted Pelicans roster with Brandon Ingram out for at least another another week or so. We'll be talking about some Pelicans off the waiver wire here, in the back end of the show. Uh, tonight, I have Wendell Carter Jr. over the twenty nine and a half points, rebounds, and assists. I have Sadiq Bay under twenty four and a half points, rebounds, and assists. But Detroit's missing Cade Cunningham and Frank Jackson and Hamido Diallo, so that's probably not looking so good. Also, I have Jimmy Butler over twenty and a half points. So. 
hopefully uh, Miami just D's the hell up and doesn't uh, let Sadiq Bay collect all those stats at the two and three spot. But we'll see what we get. We'll see what we get. Sometimes uh, there's a drawback to you know getting your picks in early. All right, let's go over some safe drop candidates in fantasy basketball. We're looking at guys that we are you know, okay with letting go or maybe we need to not consider letting go despite a decent downswing in their production. We're into fantasy basketball playoff season, so every ad, every drop matters, every group of uh, you know, collection of stats or fantasy points, depending on your league, is going to matter. It's going to you know, roll into that total. All right, so first up we've got is Malik Beasley of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Still 46% rostered, but has definitely had a recent downswing in production. Steve, what do you think about Malik Beasley? Uh, was looking really solid there for past like week, week and a half, but uh, the last three or four games here have been uh, nishki. What do we think? Yeah, it's hard for him, I feel like, to find his spot in this Timberwolves offense just because of the people ahead of him. You have, you know, some games it's D'Angelo Russell, some games it'll be Anthony Edwards. He, I believe last game, Anthony Edwards was the one to go off, and you always have Carl Anthony Towns there. Uh, I'm, I don't know if I'm 100% ready to drop Malik Beasley just because we have seen what he can do, and it's only been a short kind of fall off for him here in the past but it two games, or if, well, you would say three because in three games ago he had 21 uh, fantasy points. But right. I'm going to hold on to him. I think he could be down the stretch. I think that he could play a factor. I'm really up in the air, and I'm more towards leaning to drop. Just because you look at this last game up against San Antonio, he had 19 empty minutes in a game that totaled, what, almost 190 points? Um, yeah, 100 and, 188 points total between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Spurs, and he gets nothing, no points, no rebounds, no assists under 19 minutes. And that 21 uh, fantasy point game, he only finished 8-4-2. and two. <clears throat> He did have two steals, which is nice, uh, but you know you got to you know, actually accumulate that defense to make up for the misses here. Without that, um, you know, he'd be well under 20. Um, with Pat Beverly back, with Anthony Edwards fully healthy, Anthony Edwards actually didn't have a very good game last game. I had him over three and a half assists. I think he finished five, three, and three. I was not happy with Anthony Edwards. His lack of I think last I had, round. yeah, I think I had the points. So I had over uh, 19 and a half. Well, you look at that score and you're like, oh, yeah, that should absolutely have hit. But, you know, <laughs> weird game, that's for sure. Uh, Beverly, he's back and he's healthy. He's been trading, you know, starts and DNPs. So, I mean, if you get another injury to one of these guys, I definitely think that he is a valuable player to own. When the minutes are there, I don't suspect that the minutes are going to continue to be there with this grouping of players at full health. Beverly right now healthy. Edwards healthy again. Same with Russell. I mean, Russell miss, had missed a few games, but not many. So, I mean, if there's an injury there, sure. I, I guess I could see him you know, having a little bit of a leg up. But uh, going into this next coming week, the Lakers, Milwaukee, and Dallas, and Phoenix, I don't necessarily love the matchups outside of the Lakers. And I feel like some of these other guys are going to make daylight when Beasley might be fading a little bit more. So, Steve's going leaning positive. I'm leaning negative. Uh, I mean, I feel like we're an injury away or a handful of minutes away from meaningful production. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, 19 empty minutes, that, that's hard to explain. Yeah, I, I, I really don't get it. I don't believe he was in foul trouble uh, by any means. So uh, I didn't catch the game. I did have uh, DeJounte Murray over his uh, PRA in that one. So that was nice to see. But when I was staring at Edwards and Beasley over here, I was just like, what is going on? This is really weird stuff. So. Yep, I'm saying he's dropped. Steve says, hold steady. You know your team better than ours. Let us know what you think. All right, next up, we've got Austin Reeves of the Los Angeles Lakers. 
had a bad matchup up against Toronto. I think he might be more of a steady hold. But what do you think, Steve? He's only 7% rostered. I think I'm going to disagree here. I'm I'm dropping him. I, I don't think he's going to be able to get in a groove here. His numbers mm-hmm. don't, you know, jump off the page when you're looking at it. Um, mm-hmm. I guess with the Lakers kind of in the state they're in, if he starts to get an uptick of minutes, if he could sit at 30 consistently, I just right. never see him see him getting there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so for me, I'm I'm gonna hold off for right now. Seven percent rostered. I think you could hold off for a little while and try and snag him down the line if there's an uptick in performance. I'm gonna I'm gonna say to hold him if you can. I mean, obviously you're gonna know your team better than me. I'm on a bye week and I'm holding Austin Reeves in the playoffs. So obviously it's a little bit easier for me to, you know, speak to my own experience because I'm not at risk of, you know, being eliminated from the playoffs this week. The matchup up against Toronto, I just don't think it was ideal. It's one of his lesser uh, days shooting. He was one for seven from the field. He hasn't shot that poorly since uh, the beginning of the month. He shot one for six and one for five, March 1st and February 27th. But games since then, three for seven, three for seven, six for eight, four for seven, six for 10, and two for four. So efficient shooting has been there. He's sprinkling in you know, the rebounds and assists. And the steals and the blocks are pretty healthy, and he doesn't really turn over the ball. I guess for me, the biggest opportunity here for him is this team sucks, man. The Lakers are bad. Oh yeah, Malik Monk. I love taking his point props, but that's like that's a like that's it. Other than LeBron James just collecting all the stats, randomly getting starts at center. Talon Horton Tucker isn't doing anything. Avery Bradley isn't doing anything. Malik Monk is scoring. He is pulling his own weight, but that's one guy. Uh, Wayne Ellington isn't doing anything. DJ Augustine isn't doing anything. And Russell Westbrook has just been this shadow of himself all season long. He's still collecting uh, minutes and stats along with it, but certainly nothing to the level that we're accustomed to for Russell Westbrook. So I I don't know. Like I feel like if he keeps the, the shooting efficiency there, he should be a hold. Again, in my scenario where I'm on a buy, it's a little bit of an easier situation to speak from. But if you're not in a super close matchup and you feel like you can hold off another you know, two you know, games just to see what you get out of them, I, w- I would say to hold. But I think you're right, you're right, Steve, at 7% rostered. It could be a situation where you could drop them and then pick them right back up. But um, in this, t- you know, this roster of just nobodies right now other than LeBron, like, I'll, I'll take it. It's, it's, it's not too bad. Did you by chance see the stat? Uh, Russell Westbrook has been, he's shooting, I believe it's 9% from deep um, post All Star break. How is that even possible? When I saw that stat, I had to fact check it just to double check and sure as shit. I'm looking at his game logs right now. He hasn't made a three in his last three games. That's 0 for 4. Before that, he went on a 2 for 8 run across three games. And then prior to that, 0 for 2, 0 for 4, 0 for 2, 0 for 3, 1 for 4, 1 for 2. And that brings us to the trade deadline. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, it's just not the same Russell Westbrook under this uh, Lakers team. I mean, it's it's just not a good fit for him. I don't know if it's because of like the overbuilt size of, of their front court, you know, like having LeBron and having uh, Davis down there. Like there maybe there just wasn't enough spacing. I don't know. Um, doesn't look comfortable in Laker yellow. I don't know. That, that doesn't it doesn't work. So definitely going to be a, a casualty this uh, this uh, off season to their roster. All right. Next up, we've got uh, Alperin Shangun of the Houston Rockets. A little bit of a downturn here recently. What do you think? Hold or drop? I'm gonna drop right now. I, he shows these flashes where I think he, you know, the potential's there. 
Um, right. Christian Wood has missed some time. So I think once Christian Wood comes back from his illness, it's his, it's going to be his spot. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, I think it's going to be more of like a stream basis, kind of night in and night out basis. Um, right. But I, I, I think you can easily drop him here. I'm in agreement. I feel like this is another situation like with Malik Beasley where you need one of these guys missing a game, whether it's Christian mm-hmm. Wood, whether it's Jay Sean Tate. Wood just came back. He had missed three games prior to that. That was from the 7th of March through the 11th. Uh, Shangun had a, a nice run during that time, including a 52-point fantasy performance of against the Lakers, 21-14-2. But he responded with a 6-6-1 box score and then a 9-4-1. You know, like with these other guys healthy, this isn't reliable production for me. I would say he's a definite definite drop candidate. Maybe in deeper leagues where you feel like you need to hang on to him. If you're, you know, really wrecked at big men, maybe you need those random nights on rebounds, but I don't think that they're coming. You know, Phoenix, they don't give any anything off the glass for free. Indy, they're getting better at rebounding. They have a ton of depth with their big men. Memphis on the 20th, same thing as Phoenix. They clean up glass. Washington, that's a favorable matchup, but that's not until you know, the, the next the next week of the fantasy uh, playoffs, you know, Memphis mm-hmm. on the 20th is the, the last game of this upcoming week. So uh, that, that's that's a tough go. I say he's a definite drop candidate. Still 38% roster despite being dropped 9% across the last day. All right, next up we've got is uh, Jared Vanderbilt of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I love Jared Vanderbilt. I mean, there's no way you're dropping yep. him in, you know, like keeper or dynasty formats. But, man, this is a bad turn. Um on the box score as far like past five, six games and he's hurt. Now he's not carrying the INJ designation. So you have to hold him on your roster. I don't know, Steve, like even before he was hurt, he wasn't really playing that well. Are you holding or dropping? I think like you said, without that designation, it makes it a lot harder to hold on to him and right. his replacement, Jaden McDaniels, he's only 44% owned right now mm-hmm. on Yahoo. I think I would rather, I mean, shoot, if you, if you know he's going to play, I'll take that over someone just taking up a roster spot at this point. Right. And if you're quick enough on the, on the wire, why not drop him? See if you can then skip him, you know, scoop him back up once healthy down the line. That's, that would be my game plan. I love, I do, like you said, dynasty wise, don't stress over anything like that. Um, but you're coming to the end of the season. You're trying to win a championship. I think you have to look more Jaden McDaniels for sure. Right. Well, they're actually both hurt right now. Uh, so McDaniels oh. left that last game. Yeah, McDaniels left the last game with an ankle injury. So that's not good for a big man, that's for sure. And Jared Vanderbilt, he was ruled out yesterday and says it's going to be his third absence. Could return. He could return as early as tomorrow, but. That's the thing, though. Like, even before he was even hurt, like, the production has just been super inconsistent. You know, he had a couple of good games at the beginning of the month, but even after that, the minutes haven't been there. 19 minutes, missed a game, 20 minutes in those two games, two, six, and zero, only 12 fantasy points. And then a game where he played 19 minutes up against Portland, he had four, seven, and one with only 18 fantasy points. Like, it's not enough. It's not going to close any deals for you. They no the playoffs. I mean, right now that Minnesota team, then that looks like kind of some I'd stay away altogether. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you can get a leg up on some um, Tarin Prince. Prince. Yeah, <laughs> Prince. Yeah, thirteen four and four in that last game. I mean, obviously it was a crazy game, 
They, the, the team put up 130, or I'm sorry, 149 points. He played 28 minutes with these guys hurt. So, I mean, there could be some opportunity there, but, you know, it's not out of this world production either. He went five for nine, one for two from the free throw line, and two for six from beyond the arc. So, not terrible, but he also had five fouls. That, that, that could be concerning. So, <clears throat> he's not on my radar. I mean, none of those big guys are. Uh, we saw Carl Anthony Towns go off for a massive night. I think his PRA total was like in the 80s, 82, 81, something like that. It was absolutely insane. Jesus. Uh, I would just expect his usage just just to get absolutely cranked up. You know, that, that's what I would expect. Uh, maybe a little bit more love for Anthony Edwards. God bless him. I was I was so angry on that three assist thing. I'm like three assists in this game. Are you crazy? And then I saw the final score before I saw that he only had three. Oh, I lost my mind. I was like, how did this happen? Like, I don't I don't get it. Those are the worst. Yeah, it's like same thing with Malik Beasley not recording a stat. I'm like, ooh, you just turned into Tony Snell in this, you know, 180 point <laughs> total game. Like, what the hell happened here? Hey, did you see Tony Snell's game just the other day? He he got like a late rebound, so he didn't put up another Tony Snell line. That no, man, he was doing so well. He was doing <laughs> so well. He did. He was nowhere near Tony Snell type of numbers. I don't know whose numbers he was getting, but it wasn't anywhere close. And I'm looking at it right now. He did have a Tony Snell game on the 11th. <laughs> 12 minutes, zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, and two turnovers. Ouch. Tony, that what happened? Tough. Tony, yeah. everything was fine. He was putting up the eight and twos, 11 and fours, nine and sevens, nine and sixes. Put the game before that, 0 oh and one and two steals. One, two, <laughs> 0 for four. Ouch. 0 for three from behind the arc. I don't know, man. Just one day he wakes up in the mirror and just realizes, holy holy hell, I am Tony <laughs> Snell. Still, shit, what am I going to do tonight? What am I going to do? <clears throat> All right, next up we've got is uh, O'Shea Brissett of the Indianapolis Pacers. Still 19% rostered. This production is, I don't know, Steve. I don't know if I want it. I don't know if I don't want it. Like When I look at the box score, I don't see anything like overwhelming. But then I look at like the fantasy points and I'm like, Mm-hmm. Eh, it's 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 not so bad, but then you look at the numbers like that are he's actually getting to earn the fantasy points, and you're just like, I can't count on this. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I really don't know what to do here. I'm, I'm complete coin flip. What do you think? I'm personally, I'm going to say I'm going to keep him just because when you look at the fantasy numbers, they have been. I mean, you're looking 25 a little bit more from night to night. Mm-hmm. I mean, taking out the the outliers where he had. 10 points, 15 rebounds, and, you know, three steals, two blocks. But I, I'm i going to take it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice there. I think uh, the Pacers should be using him more. Um, and I like this deep into the season. I, I like those numbers. Just in case you have an injury pop up, anything like that, right. I, I'll take O'Shea Brissett. It's really tough for me. I mean, I think he's definitely a hold right now with the way things are looking with Goga Batadze and Miles Turner out. Gogo, whenever he's in the lineup, he is definitely getting production. Uh, same with Isaiah Jackson. I feel like Jalen Smith is just kind of going to be a nag in his side, though. O'Shea Bruce said, at least when these guys are healthy. Like when Goga's there, I don't think that O'Shea is an own. I mean, I, I want Jalen Smith for sure. Jalen Smith is just getting the same amount of production, if not better, than O'Shea Bruce and he's coming off the bench. And I just feel like, you know, he's going to wind up being the guy for them. I mean, if you guys go back and listen to our post trade deadline, I said, Hey, I, I expect Jalen Smith to be better than O'Shea Brissett. That's not the way that it happened right away. O'Shea Brissett, produ- produ- yeah, excuse me, his production right out of the gate after the trade was much better than Jalen Smith. It's kind of reverted since then. So, 
know, kind of what I was anticipating is starting to happen. Jalen Smith starting to heat up for the Pacers. And I just kind of feel they're getting into that garbage time period where both of those guys should hold value. But with Goga healthy, I'm going to stay away right now. He's not. He's out of this next game. I have no idea if Miles Turner is going to come back. He could come back sometime this month. I don't think that he needs to. But if he did, definitely, definitely off my radar for sure. At that point, uh, you know, I'm not going to know which big, big guy to own because everybody's going to get shifted around. Isaiah Jackson could get moved down to power forward. He could even start ahead of Brissett and Smith, or they could take their pick between those three. So could could get a little bit crowded, but I guess for now, I'll I'll say hold. Do you think it's fair to say Goga is this year's uh, Compazzo on our show? Mm. I think Composo sh- was still Composo on the show. <laughs> the year. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's fair. I mean, if you look at his last three games, he was what 10, 7, and 2, 15, 9, and 3, 20, and 6. I mean, these aren't bad numbers. In the 20 and 6 game, he went 7 for 7 on the floor. 3 for 3 hey. from the line and 3 for 3 from three-point line. He had a perfect night. Can't beat that. Diamond in the rough. I mean, I mean... What else? To, what else to call it? He's a 22 year old center. He's a mammoth. He look literally. He looks like a woolly mammoth on the floor. He is massive. He is a wide, big body center. He looks like a create a player center from like NBA 2K. He is huge. So Perfect. yeah, if this guy continues to get upswing and t- con- continues to get minutes. He's someone that I want. He's someone that's valuable with a with a load of minutes for sure. All right. Next up, we've got a couple of options here on the Charlotte Hornets. Montrezl Harrell or PJ Washington? Who are you holding and who are you dropping? Man, this is tough. This is very similar. I don't like really either of these two. Um, I, if I had if I had to lean one or, or the other, I'm gonna go Harrell. But like, I I think Harrell to drop with, or Harrell to hold. Sorry, Harrell to hold Washington okay. to drop. Just okay. and and it's really nothing against either of them. I think. Harold, you know, does his role well. I think this Hornets team is just all over the place to me. Right. Offensively, right. defensively, <clears throat> rotation doesn't matter. It's it's constantly, you know, is it a Lamelo game? Does he go crazy? Miles Bridges right. in the mix, you know, and and sometimes with Harold, you're seeing 17 minutes a game. I, I need to see more of that. I, I need to see more minutes for that. He's 70 percent rostered, which is, in my opinion, too high. So you're on the Herald to drop then, right? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so I agree with you. I think P.J. Washington is probably a hold, and it's just based on minutes. I don't know why they went out and traded for Montrezl Harrell to put him in the exact same situation if they weren't going to play him. I was excited when they acquired him from the Wizards. I thought that it signaled more playing time and more opportunity. Not the case. You got P.J. Washington there that's playing a ton more minutes, doing way less, by the way, with more time than Montrezl Harrell. It doesn't make sense to me. Harrell is still one of the most efficient players on the floor when he's on the floor this season. Look at the couple of these last games. 17 minutes, 10 and 7. 23 minutes, 16, 6 and 2. 17 minutes on the, on the 5th of March, 15 and 6. Like This is a lot of production for a little amount of time. If you go to P.J. Washington's last couple of games, 30 minutes, 6, 5 and 1. 24 minutes, 6, 1, and 5. 42 minutes, 17, 4, and 1. That's almost double the time of some of these uh, games that Harold's playing, and it's the same production. Like, it, do- it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I feel like he's more athletic. He's a better fit for this offense, for this, like, free run and gun, free flow type of transition offense that Charlotte loves to run, use their speed. 
I just think Harrell fits it better. And I don't know why anyone doesn't want to use this guy right. I, I don't get it. I would He would have been a godsend to our Chicago Bulls, Steve. I mean, he's Tristan Thompson on crack. Yeah, I, you know, I don't get it. But minutes are minutes. Production is production, so I will go with the volume. I'll go with P.J. Washington. Sucks to say it, but if they're going to give him the minutes, then that's the guy i got to chase because I have to chase the most upside, the most opportunity. You know, there's some of these nights where Harrell isn't bringing it home. You know, 18 minutes, 5-2. and two. It can happen, right? Like, you're only getting 18 minutes. What, what do they expect, right? I don't. You know, it's going to happen every now and again with, with those low minutes. So I agree with you. I will stick with Washington as well. All right, we are going to head over to our playoff waiver wire section, but before we do, we're going to hit a quick break. Eh, break, excuse me, long day. And uh, here, a quick word from the sponsors. We will be right back. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and of course, college football. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. Check out the bet $5 to win 400 in free bets. Also, you can win a VIP trip to Shaq's Funhouse in Los Angeles. Bet $20 on WinBet's Build Your Own Bet feature and earn a chance to win a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience for the big game. You and three guests will receive a VIP experience at Shaq's Funhouse, two nights at Win Las Vegas, a $5,000 free bet at Win Las Vegas Sportsbook, and a $5,000 travel credit. You can't beat it. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer, risk-free, $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. See a ticket you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. You can always find the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors, just like yourself. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you're not using PropSwap, then you're missing out. Okay, and we're back. We're looking at fantasy playoff waiver wire. We're looking at some deep options, some uh, low roster rates. Pretty much everybody's on a bad team, other than like one or two. Like everybody here is on a team that's just tanking. Uh, we're looking for that deep and hidden value where we can get an extra leg up in fantasy basketball. So let's get it. Uh, first guy up here, this is more of a check-in. This is uh, us tooting our own horn, banging our own drum. But Trendon Watford, he has just continued, continued to scoop up production. 22-plus points in three straight starts putting up a ton of shots for the Trailblazers. Uh, all in, Steve. I mean, we all, our next guy up on the list is Drew Eubanks. Who would you rather have to finish out the rest of the season, Watford or Eubanks? Do you think Watford's going to keep up this tempo? You're on mute, bud. You hit the mute button. <laughs> I bumped that. All right. So, no, i tooting our own horn on Watford, but I think he is um, – I think he's going to be the guy over Eubanks. I think they initially brought in Eubanks to play this role, and then mm-hmm. Watford has just completely overtaken it, um, stringing together multiple 20-point games. Um, I, I like him down the stretch here. I think Drew Eubanks kind of a flash-in-the-pan uh, uh, f- flash type player. 
Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trusting him. I'm all in on Watford. I like the rebounds from Eubanks. So if you're in categories and you're chasing rebounds, I think that that's a, a healthy choice for you because you're still looking at like double-double territory, right? Like he's getting points. He's getting rebounds. But I think in, in total production, you know, if you're looking at like a points-based league, then Watford is the play here. You know, he's, he's getting the most volume. So until that volume goes away, you need to stick with him. And his last uh, couple of games here, 9 for 19, 11 for 16, 6 for 14. Like that's the volume that you want. If he's at least taking 10 shots a game, I'm keeping him on my roster. Um, I mean, obviously the efficiency isn't there, so you could find yourself for like a two to 10 night, but I don't think it's going to be coming. I think that those numbers are going to be cranked up. You still have Nurkic who could be out for the rest of the season. Potentially they're saying that he could return at the end of March, but at, at that point, what's the what's point, the right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Justice Winslow. He's been missing for a handful of games. He's been out Oh, more than a handful. Excuse me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games straight. Not sure when he's going to be returning. It says three sixteen. That is tomorrow. But even if that's the case, I would assume that Watford would still get plenty of rack and maybe drew Eubanks gets a little bit less, um, Maybe not minutes, but production, like scoring production, right? So I think mm-hmm. Watford's still the play there. He's 47% rostered, plus 24% in the last day. This isn't really someone that's probably going to be available. I mean, it's a coin flip of availability here. But again, we're just kind of here to toot our own horns. Drew Eubanks, he's 16% rostered. So there could be some uh, value for him still going forward with Nurkic and Winslow still out. Once Winslow gets back, I would expect a bit of a drawback from Drew Eubanks' numbers. All right. Next up. Another guy that we brought up, but we I don't think that either of us expect this, but this guy's name's no. been brought up, I think, in the past two episodes. But Markel Fultz, uh, getting that Montrezl Harrell <laughs> production. No minutes, oh, a yeah. bunch of numbers. Uh, his last game, 19 minutes, 8-4 and 11. Game prior to that, 18 minutes, 14-3 and 7. He had two steals in, a, in his last game and a steal the game before that. Uh Shot in the dark, Steve? Markel Fultz? I mean, again, there's no minutes here. He could revert from this, I feel like, any night, but he's looking good. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm willing to take it. What he can do, he he can dish the ball. Um, kind of points, kind of up and down there, but you can kind of pencil him in for maybe right around 10. I was mm-hmm. reading here, Orlando doesn't have a back-to-back until March 22nd. So right. that means we could see him in five straight games, possibly. So... Yeah, I think because I I I think that's my biggest worry for him. They're gonna you know ease him in, Um, but yeah, I'm all in on Markel Fultz. I think he's gonna get plenty of minutes on the Magic. I think they're kind of just throwing people around, and uh, I I like what he has to offer. Yeah, definitely someone that I would chase maybe some props with. I don't know if I'm gonna add him to my fantasy team because again the minutes are pretty low, and I feel like I might expose myself to a little bit of risk. You know, just in those moments where I'm expecting him to, you know, shoot up and I just don't get it right. You got some games with some uh, po- po- positive potential ROIs, Brooklyn, Detroit, OKC, solid. Maybe they sit him on the 22nd uh, against Golden State and then let him play on the 23rd up against OKC. That's the way that I would do it. But hey, I don't I don't coach uh, the Orlando Magic. So that's what it is. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'd be excited about him again. Props. Some someone I think that I might be able to get some uh, return on 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 the, on the sports books or maybe in DFS, but eh, I'm going to hold off in fantasy. I'm going to say it's a no for me. Where would you say, what would you need his minutes at for you to pick him up? Well, see, that's the thing. I think that they're going to limit him. I don't think that they have any reason whatsoever to play him over 25 minutes a game. If he was getting 24 to 27 minutes, I'd feel good about it. But I I don't know. I I feel like even if they experience an injury, 
it, it just it's just not going to come because they don't need him to do anything other than go out there, get conditioned, get back to this speed, this level, and that's it. I mean, it's it's almost like rehab essentially for next season. Still, I feel like you know. Yeah, it's kind of a lost season. So why oh. why push it? Speaking of rehab, you know who just got sent to the NBA G League? Uh-huh. Jamal Murray. Really? Jamal Murray got sent dot, got designated sent to the NBA G League. Today. Wow. Okay, yeah. so that means we might see him gear up playoff time then. Yeah, we might. I did stash him on my injured spot on my bench. <laughs> <laughs> on a bye week i dropped kyle anderson i moved uh <clears throat> this next guy we're going to talk about it uh, brooke lopez uh i moved him to my bench because i was using him on an inj spot you know is it great make... so we'll great. see what happens i mean if we if we get him in there then we'll be looking pretty good yeah right that's a great like late season stash that's really all he is guys like if you want to go stash uh, jamal murray if you've got the spot to do it i i'm not saying anything's gonna happen but it, it can't hurt you it can't hurt you mm-hmm. all right let's go up to another pair here a couple of guys that are trending for the new orleans pelicans we've got guillermo hernan gomez and naji marshall uh, who would you rather pick up for the pelicans they do have brandon ingram out probably for another week i feel like that's where you're seeing the uptick for marshall's production right now but who do you like more here Ah, this one's tough because I think Marshall's production, like you kind of had alluded to, it's fallen off once Brandon Ingram's back. I mean, I don't, I don't mm. think, but I would say for the next week, I actually lean Marshall. Then with Ingram return, I'll probably go to Willie Hernan Gomez. I, I just mm. like what he can add, uh, double digit points. Um, he does a little bit of it all, low turnovers. So mm. I think long term, I'm probably going Willie. Uh, but until Brandon Ingram can come back, I'm I'm gonna go Najee. Now Najee j- did just get his first uh, start for the Pelicans. Uh, 17, 10, and two, and two steals. Not a bad night. Did have two turnovers. Did get the double double, but that was across thirty seven minutes of play and one of their higher totals. Uh, you know, in, in a while they put up one hundred and thirty twice this month, uh, but it's not a consistent number that they're hitting. So I would agree with you. I probably lean. Hernan Gomez, who is actually rostered at a lower rate. He's only 6% versus Marshall's 11. I feel like that is some recency bias. You know, Hernan Gomez isn't really a guy that can swing down to the four spot very well. He's just your traditional type of center. So playing behind Jonas Valenciunas, is, it can be kind of tough, right? Valenciunas, super healthy, always available, plays a lot of minutes, and does his role very well, right? Like he gets it done, just cleans up the glass, plays defense, easy buckets, etc. Um, so, I mean, I feel like you need more of a decline, if anything, from like Jackson Hayes or Herbert Jones. And I don't know if that's necessarily coming, but I do agree with you. Long-term hurting Gomez is probably the play, but you might be able to get a little bit better value out of Marshall in these next couple of games. Uh, I don't know if Brandon Ingram is necessarily a guy that we can consider to like, you know, take off for the entire season because the Pelicans, while they may feel out of it, they're only one. No, they're in the plane right now. They're number, number yeah. uh, 10. It's it's uh, nine and ten after eight, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So they're number ten right now, and they're up a couple of games. So they actually need him to come back. So I don't know if uh, Marshall's really going to hold water beyond maybe the twentieth. This week he's fine. Like like through the rest yeah. of this week, by all means, scoop him up, finish him out. But uh, beyond this week, I don't think that's going to be the play. I think it's going to be Hernan Gomez. Yep. Agreed. 
All right, next up, we've got uh, Brandon Clark of the Memphis Grizzlies, a player on a decent team. I know, change of pace here. Uh, 33% rostered on a nice upswing the past couple of games, 12 and 10, 10 and 8, 12, 5 and 2. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? Is uh, Clark viable here, Steve? Uh, I, I go back and forth here because really his good outings comes when he had, when he plays good defense. Um, he's mm-hmm. got a couple games with two steals, and then he's always adding in blocks. Right. I, I get this late in the season. Yeah, I probably pick him up. He's got a pretty friendly schedule, in my opinion, coming up: Indy, Atlanta, Houston, Brooklyn, and then Indy. Um, yeah, I think he's he's scored uh, triple or double digits three times in a row. He's mm-hmm. worth a dart right now. Don't know don't know how long you're necessarily going to want to have him on your roster, um, but he plays for a good team who's really trying to compete out there in the West. I think he's a guy to own, you know, playing behind Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson. I think he's going to start to get more opportunities because Kyle Anderson is just not playing very well. Uh, his recent games, six, six and two, six, nine and three, five, four and one, three, five and two. These are just a couple of levels behind what Brandon Clark's been putting up here recently. So I say he's a, uh, he's definitely definite pickup, excuse me, definite pickup and hold just as long as you keep getting it. You know, if he starts going for those less than 20 games, you know, 15, 16, 17 points. Yeah, I would drop him, but Right now, it's looking good. 32, 37, 23, 20, 29 has passed uh, six games here. I, I think I'm good with it. Definitely buy and hold Brandon Clark. All right, next up we have is uh, Corey Joseph of the Detroit Pistons. He's definitely getting more rack this evening. I mentioned earlier in the show all those guys that are out, Hamidou Diallo, Cade Cunningham, Frank Jackson. So there's definitely some more opportunity for him today. Let's see how he's looking. He's got two points and a rebound so far. What do you think about Corey Joseph going forward? He's he's put together a couple of decent stat lines recently, but you know it's more fantasy based than the actual box score. Uh, kind of similar to um, who was that earlier that we were discussing, uh, O'Shea Brissett. Yeah. Uh, so with Corey Joseph, uh, this is I maybe I'm just a hater, um, mm-hmm. but I I always bet I parlay all his unders points, rebounds, <laughs> and assists. I'll take the unders because. He just sits up kind of empty numbers. He'll get the minutes, which is wild. But then, like, I kind of seen an emergence of uh, Killian Hayes. He comes out. Um, So, yeah, if I could say anything, listeners, go. If you're on FanDuel, bet all unders, max all unders, and those things have some great odds. I'm out on Corey Joseph. Um, I just don't really feel like he's a big part of this offense. even with the people we mentioned out, I don't see him getting an uptick really in points. You're not, I mean, he had 15 back on February 26th. That's probably his right. best game all season. Uh, so this is an easy stay away for me. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I just feel like there's a lot of guys that touch the ball there. Uh, some of those guys that I, that I said are out, they're not going to continue to be out every game, especially Cade Cunningham, who's a huge ball dominator. Uh, even with Joseph starting, he's just not getting it done. Killian Hayes has been missing games. I think tonight might be his first game back. I don't know if he's touched the floor yet today. I mentioned Corey Joseph was 2-1. and one. My boy Sadiq Bey holding it down. One point, one assist. Let's go. Let's do it. That, that's one, too. Sadiq Bey all over the place. I see his over-under points usually sitting at like 16.5 around there. And I mm-hmm. love the over, but... Then he'll set up a game of like seven points. So right now, I yeah. really like your bet of the under Ooh. 24. Ooh, I'm feeling good about it. Feeling good. Uh, Marvin Bagley has entered the game, and Corey Joseph has gotten his second personal foul. 
I have to watch this on Stat Tracker because I don't know why the NBA just refuses to take games off of League Pass. But there's literally like I think one game on today, and it's on NBA TV. If you, if you don't have League Pass, you're like effed. It drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Thank you, Stat Tracker. Yeah, I'm gonna say stay away as well. I'm not also not touching Killian Hayes again. When Cade's there, it's his ball, it's his team. You know, looking forward to see what uh, what comes up with him in the in the coming years. All right, next up we have is uh, Dwayne Washington Jr. of the Indianapolis Pacers has a strong run of uh, of games here. Uh, are you going to buy his recent production? A lot of scoring. A lot of scoring. I do agree with that. There's just not much else to go with it. You know, when he when you look at some of his other stats, um, three rebounds is about his best game. He sometimes he'll only, he'll only put in about one assist. I, right. it, unless you're chasing points, I guess that's the only way I'm going to add him. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in a Pacers offense where I feel like there's just a lot of it, a lot of mouths to feed, but mm-hmm. no clear cut number one. So you never mm-hmm. really know who it is. So I'm I'm going to stay away from Dwayne Washington for now. I agree. Couldn't believe. Uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, just looking at the points, that's that's all you're getting from him. He's a guard, a point guard specifically, not getting any other position designation, and he doesn't get assists. He doesn't mm-hmm. sprinkle in rebounds. He doesn't sprinkle in defense. Right? Like, there's not really a ton of upside here. Uh, tonight, right now, he's at three and one and one up against Memphis. Uh, I think he had a nice little upswing in production with the time away for Brogdon, Duarte. Those guys are healthy now. I think he's a clear drop or just stay away. I think that these points and this recent uh, run, it's really not that impressive. He had a 15-point game the other night. He only had 16 fantasy points. That's it. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's garbage, yeah. Dog poo. No, thank you. Points and turnovers. That's all he adds. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Points and turnovers. I mean, when you look at it, I'm just like, oh, wow, Like this is a lot of scoring. And then I look at the rest of the chart, and it's like – Oh, well, this explains <laughs> a lot. Like, I get it. On the season, he's averaging nine, one, and one. This it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> That's insane. All right. Next up, we have is uh, Trey Mann of the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think this is definitely a favorable pickup. I'm, I'm pretty much all in with this one. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to take it. Uh, we did see a, I believe it was last week, we saw a slight dip in his production. But we were, then if you look two weeks prior to that, I mean, He's been killing it. I'm picking him up for the upside. I really think it's there. Um, I think I said last week, uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander's really the only scorer. Josh Giddy when he's in the lineup. I, mm-hmm. I think Trey Mann's, Trey Mann's probably the next best option for them. So I'm going to pick him up, play his upside. Um, yeah, I love Trey Mann. Yeah, there's a lot to like here. Uh, SGA dealing with an ankle soreness. Questionable for, uh, I believe, to mo- yeah tomorrow's game. He's questionable. If he were to sit out any more games, Trey Mann would be in a really, really good scenario. It would be him, Aaron Wiggins, and uh, Pokusevsky. Like that. That's your one through three. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a really good situation for Trey Mann. He'd get a ton of scoring opportunities. I mean, it's a good win for Wiggins and Pokusevsky as well. But um, Giddy, I think is I think he's going to be out for the rest of the season, and we could get into a scenario where they say, Hey, you know what? We're good. SGA, we're, you know, we're going to have you sit a few more games. Let's get that ankle like at 2,000% for next year. You know what I mean? So I feel like this guy could be a championship roster level ad right now. He's only 18% rostered. He's on a great run. 
you know, when he's playing, he's putting up points. He's adding in a healthy amount of rebounds and assists. You know, he's like a 15, five and five guy on a really good night, you know, and he's mixing in steals. Obviously not so many blocks. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a guard, but yeah, I think there's a lot to like here. And like I said, I think this guy could be a championship roster level ad. I feel like he could get a very big upswing of volume and minutes to close out this season. Once they just say, Hey, let's pack it in. Let's, let's rest our stars and maybe not bring Giddy back to potentially expose himself to injury when there's nothing to play for. And he's, he's 19, you know, there's, I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great scenario. All right, next up we have Dwight Powell of the Dallas Mavericks. I own him. I'm holding him, Steve. But I don't know if that's the right thing to do. I you know, I, I, I don't know if I should I don't know if I should speak to everybody on that because this dude is straight Jekyll and Hyde. Like oh, since yeah. the like since the beginning of March, it's good game, not so good game, good game, not so good game, good game, not so good game. Like it's just constantly back and forth. What would you do in this scenario? Personally, I'm dropping him. I I just need more consistency than that. Um, he obviously had a big outing against Houston. Houston mm-hmm. was, we mentioned earlier, Christian Wood not in the game. Uh, Dallas is kind of depleted at, with the big men, so I do think maybe if you don't have a lot of depth there, he, he could be someone you keep on your bench just in case. Um, yeah, that's – that's tough too because if he was playing, you also wish he was hitting more rebounds than what he is. And his last right. four, three rebounds, twelve, obviously good. Um, mm-hmm. Four, four, seven. It, it it's not enough for me, so I'm going to hold off for now. I just want him to get some more minutes. I'm I'm going to hold him because when I look at this lineup, I don't see anyone else with any real upside to lock down that starting role. I just want them to give him more minutes. That's all I'm asking for. Like. There's no one at that position that deserves more minutes than Dwight Powell. Maxi Kleber, Powell needs more minutes than him. Bird hands, same. Dorian Finney-Smith, Do- I don't even, I still don't even know fin- how he. I don't even know how he still plays a power forward position, but of course doesn't deserve more minutes than Dwight Powell. Like I don't get. <laughs> yeah, I I used to be a Dorian Finney-Smith fan, but then he kind of just has fallen off after that massive extension he got. He's just super inconsistent. Like, as far as like a guy to attack for props, like, yeah, if you know he's going to be on that night, then he's always going to get you a favorable number. Like, he's always sitting like around like that 24 to 26 and a half PRA. And you're just like, is this the night? Is this a DFS night, a Dorian Finney Smith night, right? Like, what, you know, it's kind of a kind of frustrating. Same thing with Reggie Bullock. He gets really friendly numbers, but then, you know, Luca and Brunson don't let anyone else touch the ball for like three quarters. Mm-hmm. Ball hogs. Share the ball. All right. Next up, we've got uh, Nick Claxton of the Brooklyn Nets. We've got LaMarcus Aldridge out, I believe, at least another week. Are you buying that Claxton production in the meantime, Steve? I like what he did in Philly when he was kind of filling in for Drummond when Drummond left in that first half. But mm-hmm. I, I don't even think my knock is against Claxton. I think he's a serviceable player, maybe not as much for fantasy. Um but Steve Nash, his player rotations, I've I've been trying to understand them all year, and I do not, I still have yet to figure them out. So <laughs> I, I don't know if he could. I don't know if he could figure it out. Constantly yeah. missing his stars, <laughs> and then having like, yeah. a roster shift. Like right now, like even the guys that he got, like Seth Curry is out. Right, Lamarcus Aldridge is out. Ben Simmons is still out. Hasn't made his first appearance yet for the Nets. Now he's got Lamarcus Aldridge out. Like. 
yeah, he's had some issues with putting a, a lineup together for sure this season. I'll give you that. That is fair. Not having some some of your best players for oh, damn near an entire season. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll roll the dice on Claxton because if for some reason, you know, Drummond does go down or gets in foul trouble, mm-hmm. he's there. But everyone healthy, it's an easy drop. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not on his radar to be honest with you. Even these games where he's gotten meaningful minutes, which for him is over 20 a game. Uh 10 mm-hmm. 5 and 1, 9 eight, 9 8 and 2, 4 2 and 1. The game before that 18 minutes 5 5 and 1. I I mean these are pretty much as close to empty minutes as you can get, right? And these are his better yeah. games. So it's a no-go for me. Uh would have been nice if you were on him, you know, these past couple of games and maybe you were able to make a couple of bucks whether it was in DFS or you know, taking attacking some props or something like that, or maybe you added him for a random night and you got those 28 or 34 fantasy points, but I'm not betting on them. I'm not putting down my money that those points are coming back in these next handful of matchups. So it's a no for me. All right, next up we have uh, one gentleman that I had recently added, uh, Brooke Lopez. Uh, he's back. He is back. 15 minutes. I didn't have him in my lineup. I added him to my uh, my in my INJ spot. Well, he still carried the designation, and then my team started a bye week, so I didn't need to make any moves. So I was just like, "All right, I'll leave him there because I can just literally hold him without the INJ spot. I just can't make any moves." But, you know, obviously Yahoo wouldn't let me do that. Um, we went through the whole Jamal Murray thing. I added Jamal Murray. I dropped somebody else. So now he's he's actively on my roster. Are you betting that I'm going to keep him or drop him at the end of this week? Because that's literally what I'm doing. As I am watching what he's going to do for the rest of this week, if it's anything meaningful, I will keep him. If it's not, then he's 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 curbside. 46% rostered. If the, if the production is there, I'm assuming you're going to say hold, but I don't know. I don't really know if the minutes are going to be there. What's your what's your take on this situation? Yeah, you kind of hit it there. I it, if the production's there, of course, you know I like mm-hmm. it. I think this is one where they're kind of just ramping ramping him up for the playoffs. Sure. Uh, they have plenty. Bobby Portis has done a hell of a job, you know, filling that type of spot. And mm-hmm. I, I'm sure they'd love to have Brooke Lopez in this, but they they're going to be one of the top seeds in the East. I think they want to make sure he's fully healthy because they want to make mm-hmm. a long playoff run. So. For fantasy, uh, I don't think there's going to be much there. Yeah, I'm going to wait and see and hope for the best. Uh, a guy that could get a lot of minutes, but uh, I don't know. I'm going to need it to, to happen to start of next week. So through between now and the 20 – oh, wow. He actually only has two more games this week. Ouch. So he's got one tomorrow on Wednesday, and then he's got one on Saturday. So I've got two games essentially to see like if he's going to be worth holding. I don't know if he is, but for safe precautionary reasons, I have added him. Ho- hoping for the best, kind of preparing for the worst, though, with Brooke Lopez. Um, yeah, if the minutes aren't there, I don't think I can hold him. I mean, if someone isn't in a situation like me where they have a buy, can you really tell them to pick him up right now? Uh, yeah, I guess I, I could do that, maybe. If they, and if they, but they, they got to be able to have that roster spot available where, you know, if they have a kind of a spot that's a rotating door and you don't mind letting mm-hmm. someone go. Uh, okay, but yeah, I'm not making them a high priority. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, let's look at our last guy here, and then we're going to head out for the night. We've got Jonathan Kuminga of the Golden State Warriors. A little bit of a higher percentage own here, as far as you know, the comparison to the rest of the guys that we've been been touching on. But I think it's important to note on Kuminga because Draymond Green came back in his last game, and he still had a very, very productive night: twelve, eight, and three plus two blocks and two steals. 
Do you believe that Kuminga is going to be a solid hold through the return of Draymond Green, Steve? Yeah, I I think we were banging this drum uh, last week. Where how is he, how is he still only thirty seven percent owned? I like what he can do. Um, I even think he can be serviceable with uh, with Draymond Green in the lineup. He's mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like at six seven he can kind of play a, mo- a multiple positions. So. Yeah, I'm in on Kaminga. I think everyone should be adding him double-digit points, high rebounds, um, does it on both ends of the floor. And there, there's games, I will say, his turnovers are a little bit out of control. Um, mm-hmm. But that you're going to get that from a young guy. So I, I'm all about this. This is probably actually one of my number one ads right now. Yeah, I think it's going to be solid. He's minus 2% across the last day. I feel it's all because of Draymond Green coming back. It looks like he's going to be solid. The minutes just need to be there. We've seen him go below the 20-minute mark. As long as he's getting 25 or more, I think he's going to be very ownable. Even in his last game where he had less than 25, he went 18-3 and on 22 minutes of play, hit two free throws, and that didn't really do much else. In a lot of games, he does sprinkle in uh, the assists and some heavy uh, dosage of defense. So definitely fire up some Jonathan Kaminga. He seems to have that um, that type of engine that Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors are into. So definitely someone that you want to prioritize uh, going forward into the fantasy playoffs. All right, cool. Well, that's all we got. Do you have anything to share with the audience, Steve, uh, before we head out? I uh, just want to give a shout-out to Mitch Trubisky signing with the yeah, Pittsburgh let's Steelers. Let's go. Fire up some Mitch Berg. <laughs> no, but uh, catch me on Twitter at Stephen Hammond. Um, I'll, gl- I'll gladly follow you back. Yeah, absolutely. Get as- get at us with any uh, questions about your waiver wire, uh, any questions that you have about fantasy down the stretch, or just anything that you would like us to share on the show, any of your uh, stories from the season. We're here for it. You can find me on Twitter at T-I-T-T-H-J-B, and be sure to follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at Gambling Podcast. Take care, be well, and be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.